No one enjoys waiting. We don't like waiting in line or waiting for our package to arrive or waiting for our food at a restaurant to arrive. And as a single woman, we don't like waiting for Mr. Right to come into our lives. And we know a lot of you out there listening right now are waiting too, myself included. We are discussing waiting today, and we hope it will breathe life into your waiting season. so excited for today's podcast because our dear friend Kat is with us today and she has been on the podcast before and honestly there are like 500 different topics we could discuss with Kat but we are so excited for the one that we have her on today. She knows all about singleness. She has been loving her husband before she even had one for years. She started following God in college and she has been actively growing in her own faith and helping others grow in their faith too. Her life has been incredibly fruitful and God has used her to impact people all over the world. She loves people, she loves birthdays, and she loves Christmas. Everyone just loves Kat. Well, it was almost a year ago that she was on the podcast with us to discuss making Christmas your best one yet. And it was a fun discussion, and it won't be long until it's time to start listening to that one again. We'll link it in the show notes below. Well, at that time, Kat was dating someone when we aired her episode, and she shared about that. Sadly, that relationship did not work out, and we all cried over that one. Enduring heartbreak as a single woman is never easy but it is especially painful as an older single woman. Kat began to successfully sort through her heartbreak and disappointment. In fact, our original topic for this episode was how to survive a breakup. But we are not talking about breakups today. God had a big surprise for Kat, and you are going to hear more about it. Kat, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kim and Adrian and Leah. I'm so happy. We got the squad here today. I'm excited. We had the whole squad. We had to all roll out for this one, but I'm tearing up as we speak. But would you please introduce who you have with you today? Yeah. Um, I have my fiance. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> So yeah, fun. Jeremy. Hey, <laughs> I still don't know if I'm really used to calling him my fiance, but we're uh, we're a month in, so we're getting more used to it. But um, yeah, he is the best, and we've been engaged for about a month, yeah. and have been dating for uh, not eight months, Since nine months. February. Yeah, I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting married in January, so yeah, happy to be here. Well, we are happy for you to be here too. I got to admit, you kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, it was a fun surprise. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can get to know you. Yeah, my name is Jeremy Leach. I'm from the Houston, Texas area. I grew up in a small town, but moved to the big city for high school. So I'm kind of a weird hybrid of small town kid and uh, city boy. So uh, yeah, I grew up in a, in a family where sports was kind of what our whole lives revolved around. So I love to uh, watch football, play sports, play baseball. Uh, I love to do things like CrossFit, go outside and hunt and fish and stuff like that. So you're an everyday typical guy, but 
I went to OU, graduated from the University of Oklahoma in 2017, and uh, now I'm on staff with Stumo. I've been on staff with Stumo at OU for the past five years, and uh, yeah, live in Norman, and now I get to, now I'm engaged to the most beautiful girl in the world, so that's a little bit about me. (gasps) Well, Jeremy, I remember being in my kitchen and getting a voice memo from Kat, um, as I do often. And in this particular voice memo, she said that Jeremy Leach had asked her on a date and it was about, I think exactly a month after, uh, her breakup. And so what, what happened, Jeremy, tell us your side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a long story. So I'll try to keep it as short as I can, but, uh, long story short, uh, some older guys in my life were like, Jeremy, you should really consider uh, asking out Cat Coyle. And what they didn't know was uh, about what was that two or three two or three years before that, my best friend Hayden uh, married her childhood best friend. Uh, and so at their engagement party, we had this conversation where I was like, wow, I, we went from acquaintances to, I had a 15 minute conversation with Kat and I was like, wow, she is an incredible woman. Uh, but I was really young. She had, she was a little bit old. She's three years older than me. And being the young guy I was, I was like, I don't know. She's in Arkansas. Like there's no way. And so didn't really think much of it other than that. And then three years later, uh, these guys came around. Some older guys, are four or five older guys I really respect uh, were the ones who were like, hey, man, you should, you should consider asking Kat out. And I hesitated. And then she got asked out by somebody else. And so she dated somebody mm. else for five or six months. And I asked around. I kept, I, I asked uh, another friend of ours, hey, is Kat still dating uh, this guy she's dating? He's like, yeah, man, sorry. Like, just go do your thing and then a couple months later november rolled around and uh asked the same question turns out she's still dating somebody and then uh january rolls around and i get a text from a friend who said hey man cat's single uh you should ask her out uh, before somebody else does and so i was <laughs> like oh i'm not gonna miss out this time i'm not gonna hesitate again so i asked out i asked out cat about a month later while cat is still grieving <laughs> <laughs> Kat, what were you thinking? Oh, I I thought I was the most shocked I've ever been. I think <laughs> I, um, I think I walked out of my room. I actually I I know that I did this. I walked out of my room. I look I and I I said I need help because my roommate <laughs> because I didn't know what was happening. Um, but it was totally out of the blue. I had no idea. Um, but it just was. It just was funny because, and I still, I honestly said yes to Jeremy, probably out of shock initially. I think I just was so thrown off that I said yes. And then my best friend convinced me to keep my yes later on that week. Cause I almost called him was like, no, I'm not, I like, I can't do this. I'm not ready for it. Um, she convinced me to go. And I basically prayed three things that God would make them really clear. I prayed that it would be really easy um i prayed that somehow god would use it and like to heal some of the things that had been hurt in my past relationship and then i asked that if it was supposed to be a thing that it would just be like super clear and i just would have no doubts about it and then it just felt like as we kept going on dates one by one like on each date one of those prayers was answered um and i've never thought twice about it ever since wow 
It's just wonderful. I love love stories. It's like Hallmark coming around. I know. And this is the best kind because it's true. I think we need to let true love stories of real men and real women influence us as we navigate this crazy world of love and dating. Absolutely. Well, Kat's friendship has been one of the most special friendships of my life. She's honestly been my biggest role model as I've been navigating this season of just being an older single girl and really trying to trust God in it, especially in the area of singleness and relationships. Kat and I have been super single together. We have navigated dating relationships together and navigated a breakup together. And I really don't know where I would be without Kat's advice and her prayer Um, just as a friend. So I'm really, really thankful for her. And I'm thankful for our audience to get to hear some of the advice that she's given me. Well, if anyone does know how to wait, it's Kat. And we've asked her to share a few reasons why waiting was worth it. Perhaps you are in a waiting season, or perhaps you know someone who is. We hope her insights are going to be encouraging to you. So Kat, share with us your first thought about the benefit of waiting. Definitely. Uh, You know, there are a few things that I think of whenever I think of why waiting is worth it. But one of the biggest ones is that God really does so much in me or in us in the waiting. And so I think about in scripture, uh, I think about, you know, Sarah and Elizabeth and Hannah, all of these women in the Bible that, waited for children for years and years and years. Um, some of them being promised children too, and then them having to wait even longer till they were just old (laughs) and they didn't think that it was going to happen, but they waited for God to fulfill his promise. And I think about the prophets that were waiting for what they were prophesying about to come true. Um, they were prophesying about Jesus and they didn't actually even get to see it happen, but they were waiting in that. But one of the biggest ones that I really think of is just the Israelites. Um, They were a people, uh, they're God's people, and basically they waited just for years and years in the desert. And so they were wandering around for 40 years trying to find the promised land. Um, And they knew that it had been promised. God had delivered them out of slavery. But while they were waiting, I, I know because of scripture, I'm like that it was hard. Uh, that they questioned, even sometimes they wanted to go back to slavery because they're like, gosh, this is just, this is awful being out here, which I understand. I feel like if I like am required to wait in anything, it's like, I can't wait longer than five minutes. It's like even the self-checkout line the other day, I'm like just trying to get through it, you know? And so it's understandable. um, But I really do feel like God does so much in us in the waiting. Uh, He shows us more about his promises and really he shows us more of his character And so one of my favorite passages in all of scripture is Deuteronomy 8, and Moses writes it, and Moses is the one who's leading the Israelites in the desert, and he basically is telling them to not forget God, to not forget what God did while they were in the wilderness, and he goes through and he names out all of these characteristics of God. It's this whole passage that is just like rich with God's character. It talks about God as a provider, the God who disciplines us for our good, Uh, the God of abundance, the God of intentionality, and so much more. And so in the waiting, Moses uh, learned God's character. And so I think spiritually, as we wait, God reveals things about his character to us 
Um, but I also think in the waiting, God reveals a lot about our character too. <laughs> and sometimes it's not really pretty. I think that there are, uh, there's a lot of things that I can think of where I didn't wait well. Um, I would say that I was trusting God, maybe in, you know, specifically in a season of singleness, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm trusting God. But then I would manipulate a situation to try to get a guy to talk to me or try to get a guy to like me. Or I would say that I was trusting God, but then whenever a guy didn't ask me out that I thought would, it's like I would kick and scream whenever things didn't go my way and I would be mad. Um, and so even in the waiting, there was just a lot was revealed in me and my character of, okay, I'm saying I trust God, um, but as I'm waiting, is that really true? And so I feel like those are some of the biggest things that as I waited, God did in me of revealing more of who he was. And then even showing me some of the areas where I really wasn't trusting him, showing me some things in my life that um, were a little bit off. And so that's one of the biggest benefits that I've seen of waiting. Caddy, you said so many profound things just then. I just want to talk about all of them. But I think one of the things that you said that stuck out to me is that our character is revealed while we wait, that we learn a lot about ourselves. Um, and I feel really challenged by that because I, I feel like I am in the middle of waiting like a lot of our listeners are. Um, the waiting is real. And I think in this season of being 29 and single, I think sometimes I trust God. Uh, like you said, like, and sometimes I just love my life and wouldn't trade it. And sometimes I feel like I don't trust God and feel like I honestly am scared of never getting married. And so you kind of talked about like waiting. Well, what do you think it has looked like for you and your seasons of waiting to wait well versus not waiting? Well, you talked about that a little bit, but would you flesh that out a little bit more? Yeah, I think uh, I think whenever I'm waiting well, I'm truly finding my contentment in God. And when I'm not waiting well, I think that it's being found in whatever my circumstances. And so I, which I'm like, I just, I get it. I think that there, um, there have been a lot of times where I have wanted to not be single. So if, anyone out there has felt that I'm like, that's not, that's not a crazy thought. That's not a bad thought. It's not a bad thing to want marriage, but ultimately at the end of the day, um, I think I just really did have to wrestle with the fact of, okay, do I really believe that God has my very best in mind? Do I really believe, um, that he sees me, that he sees me in the waiting and that he sees my life and, that even um, Psalm 16 talks about like how God, the boundary lines that have fallen for us in like pleasant places. And, you know, just even thinking that, um, and Kim, honestly, you taught me a lot about that, that that really is, it's something that I have to ask myself, do I really believe that God has put these boundary lines of singleness or of engagement right now, or of marriage one day in my life, because he desires me to walk in pleasant places. And so I think that in seasons where I didn't wait well, I really wasn't believing that. I just believed that I knew better than God did. And in seasons where I did wait well, I think I was clinging on to that truth and actively trying to believe it and surrounding myself with other people who reminded me of that truth. I think that that was a lot of it too. 
I mean, Leah, we have been that for each other a lot and to just remind each other and tell each other this, this is worth it. It's worth it to wait well. It's worth it to trust God. And so I think you need a lot of people in your life too during those seasons where it gets hard to remind you whenever you tend to forget. You know, Jeremy, while you're on the podcast, I kind of want to pick your brain on this topic a lot. I feel like as a single, when I was single, I remember girls talking about waiting a lot, but do guys talk about waiting? Like what's going through their mind when they're wanting to ask someone out? Do they feel the same like type of waiting that girls are feeling? Cause you had to wait for her. I mean, you liked her, you wanted to ask her out, but she was dating someone else and you had to wait. What was that like? Oh yeah. I mean, waiting is hard. Um, kind of like Kat said, sometimes in the waiting, uh, we can start to believe some lies about God. Uh, and it's in our nature, like in Genesis, before man turned from God and turned away and went our own way, even before we turned from him, we believed a lie about his character. Uh, and so when we believe those lies, like oftentimes our mind goes places and sometimes when we're hanging out with the guys and stuff, we're like, man, like, I don't know if there's, any, if there's anybody out there for me. I remember sitting down with Pete, one of the, one of the guys who disciples me. And I was like, Pete, I don't know if I'm desirable. Uh, as a guy, I was like, that's hard to admit. Cause usually as guys are like, no, they're like, I'm, I'm the man or whatever, but sit there and say to, 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 to say to Pete, like, man, this is hard. Uh, waiting is really difficult. And I remember, uh, talking to my mom about it. I was like, mom, this is tough. Like I remember asking, asking somebody out, even, even as a guy, like, I feel like a lot of times, uh, I have so much respect, uh, for my friends who are girls who like, man, I just really like this guy. I want him to ask me out or, uh, I really desire a marriage. And, um, for me as a guy, oftentimes I have a conversation of, well, you have it so easy. You get to, you get to, you get to be the one to ask somebody out. And I got shot down numerous times before I, before I heard a yes. And even, even in like getting a yes and going on, a, uh, on, on some first couple dates, ended up not going anywhere with, with a couple of different girls. And so even, even in the, the dating scene, there's still the act of waiting and it gets hard. Uh, and so it, it really, it really made me ask the question is, does, does, is God who he says he is? Uh, and it really made me cling to his promises and his word. Uh, I think one of them that I clung to the most was Psalm 84, 11. It says, no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Uh, and I know that if I'm walking with God, uh, he is not withholding any good thing from me. Um, he's actually oftentimes keeping me from things that are not beneficial for me. Uh, and so, yeah, guys in waiting, we, we, we wait too, for sure. And we talk about it. Kat, what's your next lesson that you learned in waiting? I learned that waiting allowed me to give my life away. So being newly engaged, I just had probably one of my biggest moments where I really saw this come to fruition and I was trying on wedding dresses actually. And I, tr I found the wedding dress that, that I bought that I will wear when I get to marry Jeremy and, uh, three of the girls who I discipled went with me to this place to get my wedding dress. And I'm standing there and I'm in my wedding dress and I'm looking at them. And I just had this moment of looking at these girls and thinking, I'm so thankful that God had me wait. Like, I'm so thankful that I got to go on trips with these girls that they've been at my house for just, you know, like late into the night and that we've made all of these memories and that now they're, they're standing here with me and they're watching me try on a wedding dress. And 
I just, I really do think there were so many times where I wish that I could have cut it short, but then I think about how these girls and these women who I've gotten to see walk with God and begin to invest in other people. They just were worth it. Uh, it talks about in first Thess 219 about how uh, Paul's talking about Thessalonians and he says, after all, what gives us hope and joy and what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns, it is you. And I really do feel that way about these girls. I think that they are just my joy. Um, and I'm so thankful that I've had the chance to invest in them. And so I know that I will keep doing that whenever I'm married. It's not going to change. Um, my purpose stays the same no matter what. Um, I think about Matthew 28, where it talks about go and make disciples. It's like, no matter what I'm doing in life, I always want to be doing that. That really will be true of what I do no matter what, but uh, my assignment looks different. And so my assignment for the last, gosh, since I was 18, so 12 years of my life has been to do it as a single girl, which means that I just got to have all of this time to give to other girls that were younger than me. And I just am really thankful for that. And now it will be as a married woman. And I still plan, I'm like, I'm still going to do it, but it just will look differently. And so I just, I am so thankful that God had me wait um, so that I would get to give my life away um, in a really big capacity. It was worth it. And I'm so thankful that I got to do it. And for a little perspective for our listeners Kat, would you share how many weddings that you've been in as you have given your life away to so many young women? I, uh, I was, I was trying to count with Jeremy earlier. I stopped counting at 27 whenever I hit like the 27 dresses mark. And so 27, but more because I stopped counting at 27. You win. You win. She wins. She does. So I just wanted our listeners to realize the depth of the waiting and the celebrating that she has done for so many other people. It just makes me tear up. <clears throat> but it's just really fun. And Caddy, I'm so thankful to be one of the people that you have given your life away to, especially over the past couple of years. And there have been some times I've thought, God, I wonder if you had Kat go through this specific thing so that she could tell me what to do <laughs> and help me get through this specific thing. I think it's just so sweet how a lot of things in our life, especially relationships have just kind of aligned. And I'm really thankful selfishly that um, God had you wait because I just don't know where I would be without getting to learn and watch your life. Um, and so I'm really thankful to be one of those people. Kat, keep it going. What's your next lesson and insight for us? Yeah, the next one is just that waiting helped me be clear on who I would marry. And so I think that over the years, it's just become more and more clear to me as I've watched some of my friends have hard marriages, as I've watched them date and get really close even to marrying maybe the wrong guy, uh, that it, it just forced me to think, okay, this is, this is not, this is harder than what I think it could be. And so I just, I want to marry the right person. I want to marry the person that God has for me. And I want to marry somebody that has the same values as I do. And so I started to ask myself, am I going to be more effective in knowing God and advancing his kingdom with or without this person? So it was kind of became my question that I asked as I started dating someone. And I even asked Jeremy some uh, pretty hard questions on the first date because I just, I wasn't messing around anymore. I loved my singleness. 
uh, I really wanted to get married, but I would have rather been alone and single uh, than married to the wrong person. All right, Jeremy, tell us what questions did she ask you? Uh, Kat asked some really good questions. I knew because she was just getting out of a relationship that I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to get too deep too fast. I wanted to bring the fun. <laughs> so I brought the fun and I, she did, she did what I thought she would. She brought the depth and she asked, uh, gosh, what did she ask? One of the, one of the, just to give you an idea of the questions she was asking, the, one of the questions I remember the most was, Hey, what's your family dynamic like? And that's on a first date. And I was like, she's not playing around. Like she, she, she wants to know if she wants to go on a second date with me or not. Uh, but I really appreciated the fact that she asked that question. Um, it let me know that she was thinking through me. She asked questions like, uh, Hey, what are you passionate about? I'm like, what are you, what are you giving your life to? What do you value? Um, but she asked good questions that were fun too. She asked, uh, what is your ideal Saturday morning like? Uh, which was fun, but also she wanted to know, hey, do you do you rest? Like, do you actually take time off? Um, who's your inner circle? Things like that. Like, who do you spend time with? Who, who do you surround yourself with? What 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 kind of man am I going to marry if if these are the people that you spend time with? So those are some of the questions she asked. She's she's a really good question asker. So. I love hearing that because I think sometimes girls can think about a date and just go, I don't need to prepare anything. I just need to show up and I'll just answer all the questions that this guy taking me out is going to ask me. But I think that's really wise, Kat, that you just came with questions prepared because you were careful about your heart and who you were going to open up to. And I love that you were bold and asked the hard questions. Well, Kat, I know you have one more for us. So please give us your last tip. And my last tip is uh, just that God is still teaching me to wait, even though I get to marry the man of my dreams. And so ultimately, what I'm truly waiting for isn't even marriage. I've thought about this a lot over the past month of being engaged. Jeremy is a gift, and I feel like the luckiest girl in the world to get to marry him. But at the end of the day, uh, marriage isn't, isn't the ultimate. It's just a picture. Our marriage is just going to hopefully be a picture of the ultimate marriage that is to come with Christ and with his church. And so uh, even though, again, I'm like, even though Jeremy is great, he will not satisfy my every longing, my every need. Um, that is Jesus. And that will be whenever he comes again. And so uh, Revelation 19.7 says, let us rejoice and exult and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. So again, as I plan my wedding, as I think through all the details and try to make it cute and fun and try to keep it in budget, I also want to remember that this is just a picture of the wedding that is to come and a glimpse into the goodness that is coming for all of us that are in Christ. And so even if, even if some people never get married, we will all experience the most amazing wedding one day whenever Christ returns. And so my wedding is still happening uh, waiting for Jeremy was just practice in continuing to wait for the rest of my life um, for Jesus to come again. And I'd like to throw in as kind of the the eldest in this bunch uh, that waiting is not just in singleness. I think once I got married, I was pretty pumped. It's like, whoo, my waiting is over. And then Sean and I basically came back from our honeymoon going, let's have kids. And I couldn't get pregnant. And everybody around me was starting to get pregnant. 
and I panicked. And I remember praying. It's like, God, I've been here. I've done this. I've already done the waiting. And why would you give me waiting again? And we did. We had to wait quite a while before I was able to get pregnant. But I, um, it was just a surprise. And since that time, there have been lots of seasons of waiting because life is just not about you know, getting it right away, whether no matter what it is, whether it's a job or um, something for your child or I mean, there's just a there's just waiting is an ongoing thing. And so it's just good to learn how to hang in there and enjoy the wait as much as possible. Caddy, I know you know this and Kim, you definitely do, too. But I feel like waiting is easier once you're done waiting. Oh yeah. On the other it's side, like, right? <laughs> it's definitely easier to see, oh, that was so worth it. Once the thing that you've been waiting for, you have it and God gives it. Um, and so just thinking about the girls that are just still waiting and unsure of if the thing they're waiting for, if God is going to bring that. And I know that, yeah, Caddy, you definitely experienced that. What would you say to the girl that waiting is just really hard right now? What would you say to her? Yeah. I would say just that um, contentment and is it's, it's, it's a pursuit. It's not a place where you arrive. And so I can tell you from experience that if you aren't content now, or if you can't figure out how to pursue contentment, that putting a ring on your finger or having the baby or having the kids leave the house or whatever it is, or going into the right college, um, it just it won't change it. There's not a thing that will change your heart. What really changes your heart is pursuing contentment and really just trusting God. Uh, I've had, again, we've talked about it, but I've had seasons where I've done it well and seasons where I've done it really, really poorly. Um, but the verse that has grounded me again and again is just Genesis 16, 13. I kind of talked about it earlier, but it tells us that God is the God who sees. And that has just been the biggest thing for my heart is I have wanted to pursue contentment as I've waited just to know that God sees me and to know that whatever you're waiting for, that God sees you in that. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's, he's there and he is enough for whatever it is that you're waiting for. I love that cat. So well said. So good. Well, I feel like we got to still hit Jerry with a few questions since He's here. And so Jeremy, let's go for it. I know you had to wait. Would you add anything to Kat's insights that she shared? Yeah. I'm really glad you asked. I'm really passionate about this because I, 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 I have waited as well. And I actually had a guy ask me this a couple of weeks ago. I was driving back from Fayetteville. I was doing some wedding planning with Kat and uh, one of my buddies called me. He's like, dude, I'm having a really hard time right now. How I, I know you had to wait what did, how did you wait and how'd you do it? Well, I was like, man, I didn't always do it. Well, uh, I really struggled with, with, with discontentment. I really, really struggled with discontentment. And three or four years ago, I think it was three or four years ago. Uh, it was my second year out of college. I had buddies who were getting married. I had just been in like my 18th wedding. I've been in a lot of weddings too. And it was so hard to celebrate with my friends. I remember asking God, I'm like, God, why am I waiting? I'm like what like, this is so hard and 
I began to just process it with some friends and began to realize like I had this really deep just idolatry for a relationship. Um, and it was actually starting to be more important to me than my relationship with God. And I remember learning that this is what God taught me. And it's kind of in a, in a, a build off of one of Kat's points, but waiting allowed me to learn how to have deep intimacy with God. Um, God created us for intimacy. He created us to be creatures that have intimacy with other people, but more importantly with him. Um, that, that desire that we have for a deep connection with somebody to be deeply known and to deeply know somebody points us ultimately to a deeper need. And that is to have a deep relationship with him. And that's evident in eternity. In John 17, three, Jesus says, this is eternal life that, you know, God, uh, and that's what we were saved for. We're saved so we could know God, not just know about him, but to know him. And the word in Greek that Jesus uses there is the word gnosko to know. And that is, uh, it's a, it's a Jewish idiom for a sexual relationship. And so it's basically saying like, Hey, you should know God deeply. Like this, it's, it's a, it's a, just a, a pointing at how deeply we are called to know God. And in that, uh, the Puritans have this saying, it's, uh, the, the chief end of man is to know God or to, to glorify God and to know God. Uh, and so in knowing him, we, we see his character and what he's like, and his, his character is holy. He's unlike anybody else. And in that, it brings us, elicits joy. The idea of glory, it's, it's the word doxa, that means opinion. And so when we, when we have a high opinion of somebody, it brings us joy to, to know them. And so when I'm studying God's word, and I'm actually, in, in that season, it was, I just pressed into God's word, where... Uh, I, I began to read books like A.W. Tozer's Attributes of God, uh, really stirred my heart for what God's character is like. And I began to see, man, God really is trustworthy. I can trust him in my singleness. And he's really like 80, like Psalm 8411, he's really not holding out on me. Uh, and so if I could give any, any insight or any advice to anybody is take this season and allow it to, 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 for you to build deep intimacy with God. Uh, it's a season I wouldn't trade for as much as I love cat. I wouldn't trade that season for, uh, for a couple more years uh, because it, it ultimately prepared me for what we have now. Uh, so yeah, let, let this season push you to God. Well, one last question for you, Jeremy, what advice would you have for young women who are waiting for a guy like you? Uh, yeah, I've just got two thoughts real short, real easy. Uh, first ones don't settle um don't settle it's so worth it to wait like psalm 84 11 says no good thing is to withhold from those whose walk is blameless find those promises in god's word and cling to them cling to them with your with with your whole life uh and the second one is just walk deeply with jesus um if you walk deeply with jesus he will bring you incredible joy um and in that as he begins to change and transform your life you will there's this, there's this idea, it's called the law of magnetism. And it basically means that you attract what you are. And so as Jesus is changing you and making you more like him, uh, you will begin to attract what you're like. And you will uh, begin to attract the kind of man that you want to marry. All right, I'm going to squeeze in one more question. Jeremy, what about Kat was so attractive to you? Ooh, I'm glad you asked that, Kim. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear. Yeah. That's a fun question. Uh, I knew Kat was a woman of high character. Uh, 
I knew that just from being her friend, from having mutual friends, from the conversations we had. Obviously, I thought she was cute, but uh, even beyond that, um, I remember reading Proverbs 31.30. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fading, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Uh, and as I began to think about the kind of woman that I wanted to marry, uh, I began to realize that uh, I had these men pointing me to an incredible woman. And so when I asked Kat out, I knew that she was like that. Uh, but then when I began to spend time with her, I began to realize much more than that, that she's one of the best question askers I know. Uh, so good at asking questions. And it's always fun to spend time with her. She has so much depth. I hate small talk. I'm actually really bad at small talk. But uh, Kat and I can talk for hours about anything. So she's become easily my best friend uh, over the past, since February. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that, that make me attracted to Kat. I could talk all day about her. Those are a couple. I love huh, love. Jeremy, you told me not to settle, so I guess I won't. <laughs> you told me not to. <laughs> I'll be like, Jeremy told me not to. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just to recap, waiting allows God to work in our lives. Waiting allows you to give your life away to others. Waiting helps you to really clarify the type of person that you're looking for. And waiting isn't just for your single years. Waiting is just a, a little picture of waiting for um, when Jesus comes back and we are all united with him. Whew, what an awesome topic. Kat and Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for letting us be with you guys. It was so fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. But to our listeners, I hope these insights are going to help you just to hang in there and hold on and to wait for God's best in your life. Jeremy, we do this every now and then and hope I don't put you on the spot. But would you pray for the young women in our listening audience? Yeah, I can do that for us. Uh, Father, thank you for today and thank you for the fact that we get to sit here together and talk about you and talk about uh, your word and gets to just spend time in fellowship together. Uh, Lord, I think of all the listeners that are listening right now. Uh, I've got two younger sisters that uh, make me think of everybody that's listening right now. And um, Lord, I just first want to thank you for the gospel that you uh, came so that we could ultimately be brought back into the ultimate marriage with you, the ultimate union with you, to have a relationship with you so that we could deeply know you and walk with you and be transformed by you, but also that uh, you give us marriage and relationships to, uh, to change us and, and continue to show us ways that we can grow deeper in our relationship with you. So Lord, I pray that as we're talking about this topic, that if there's the girl out there who's waiting, Lord, that you would comfort her with your word, that she would come across your promises and your word, and that she would cling to them with all of her life, uh, and that she would see that you're a good father, that you withhold no good thing from her. Uh, but that in the waiting, there is joy, and that joy is you. And so, Father, I pray that you'd also provide, um, if it's your will, that you would provide uh, a suitable man, a man that would pursue her, would, would, would pursue our listeners and pursue them and uh, ultimately show them what Jesus' character is like so they can know you and love you more. We love you and thank you. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, we're so glad that you took time to join us today and we hope you'll join us again next week because we still have a lot more to talk about.